Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is loneliness versus solitude. Let's talk about loneliness and being lonely. Most, if not all people, will experience loneliness at some point in their lives. Loneliness is the perception of being alone and isolated. Loneliness is an experience of separation, disconnection, and disengagement. Loneliness is a global, national, and local problem. The global survey reported that 33% of adults worldwide experience loneliness. There is a loneliness epidemic in the rich Western countries who supposedly are more advanced in technological development. In other words, they have more material wealth, technology, they have advancement in many areas, yet they're experiencing a loneliness problem amongst their population. Now, what makes some people lonely is not having companionship or relationships. What makes other people lonely, it's the poor quality of these relationships that's creating the dilemma. So, someone can be lonely without being alone. Loneliness is the absence of emotional intimacy, lack of mental connection, insufficient communication, and deprivation of healthy interactions. Unfortunately, our society has lost the family values that prioritize human relationship. Prior to modernization, emphasis was placed on maintaining family relations, social connections, community bonds, and personal interactions. When human beings became capital to be exploited for profit, the sacredness of humanity was lost. A price tag was placed on each person and they became objectified. Going through traumatic experiences such as poverty, oppression, enslavement, war, violence, sexual abuse or exploitation, political conflicts, man-made crisis, disasters, social upheavals, hunger and disease have a negative impact on the human spirit. It destroys the human connection, bond, and trust. This disruption and distress damage people's self-esteem, leaving them feeling worthless. People became more vulnerable, afraid, and disconnected. Now, when we have a community of emotionally unhealthy people, mental issues to include loneliness is the consequence. Emotionally unavailable individuals will have problems being intimate. They will fail to connect, engage, or attach on a meaningful level. We now live within a world that discourages individuals from connecting to others or being in tune with themselves. People are programmed to not be authentic or real. They're trained to put on a mask to hide their true selves. It's now the societal norm to be superficial or fake. It's acceptable to lie, deceive, and pretend to be anything other than oneself. People are willing to do anything or sacrifice themselves in order to be socially accepted or valued. This massive deception creates mistrust among people that isolate them from each other. These insecure people don't feel safe 
revealing their true selves because they fear personal rejection, criticism, or judgment. Also, they don't want to be exposed for being a fraud. So it's easy to build an emotional wall to keep others out of their personal or intimate space. The majority of these individuals have some type of mental or emotional problems due to living in a dysfunctional, materialistic, capitalistic, superficial, amoral, hateful, and cruel world. Loneliness is a byproduct of this sick society. Yet, every person has an innate desire to experience emotional intimacy and connect with others. It is natural for us as human beings to build relationships with each other. This is essential to our personal growth and development. In other words, we need people to be part of our lives in order to be healthy and progressive. We are social creatures built to have human companionship for inspiration, enrichment, contribution, and enjoyment. Even though feeling lonely or experiencing loneliness is very subjective, if a person believes it's a problem, then it becomes a very stressful, traumatic, and debilitating problem. Again, everyone will experience some type of loneliness on a short or long-term basis. However, our main problem as human beings is not physically being alone for a temporary period. Our problem is the perception of being alone or how our minds interprets this feeling of loneliness. Let's ask ourselves the following questions. Are we perceiving being lonely as a bad experience? Do we see being lonely as a form of punishment, rejection, discrimination, deprivation, separation, or abandonment? Do we feel the need to escape in order to avoid the feeling of loneliness? Some people use different methods to deal with being lonely. You know, they have different escape methods, such as they use sex. They have casual sex. They have frequent affairs. Some people visit prostitutes, go to strip clubs, or they become obsessed with pornography. Some people use drugs and alcohol usage as a form of escape. Others become religious extremists, get involved in gangs or occults. They develop food addiction, gambling addictions, become workaholics, or develop sleep disorders as sleeping too much. Some people think that they can sleep their loneliness away. Do we believe because we experience loneliness, we are unloved, unwanted, or unimportant? Do we feel ashamed, bitter, resentful, or frustrated when experiencing loneliness? Do we feel helpless, hopeless, and powerless when experiencing loneliness? If we answered yes to any of these questions, we experience the negative consequences of loneliness, which can create emotional, physical, mental, medical, or social problems for us. Now let's discuss some of these problems that can come out of us experiencing loneliness. Loneliness can increase our risk for behavior problems, psychological distress, biological dysfunctions, and it can compromise our immune system. Loneliness can cause emotional problems such as depression, anxiety, fear, worry, and self-doubt. 
Loneliness can cause physical problems such as high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, and type 2 diabetes, among other diseases. Loneliness can affect our brain health. It can be a risk factor for dementia or Alzheimer's. Loneliness can also create cognitive problems such as memory impairment, learning difficulties, having problems focusing or thinking clearly. Loneliness can also create loss of appetite or eating disorders, sleep problems, or suicidal thoughts. Now, who is affected by loneliness? Who are the people who are experiencing loneliness? Anyone can be inflicted by loneliness. It doesn't matter if you're a child or you're an adult male or female. It doesn't matter your race, your nationality, ethnicity, your class, your education, or your age. Anyone can be affected by loneliness. Anyone can experience loneliness. And as I, like I said earlier, most people will experience some type of loneliness. Loneliness can start during childhood and continue throughout one's adulthood or life cycle. Any type of personality can be affected by loneliness. Even though shy people, reserved people, or introverts may seem to be more prone to loneliness, but that's not the case. Anyone can suffer from loneliness. Outgoing or extrovert people can also experience loneliness. Even though they may appear to be the life of the party, they may seem to be engaging, being sociable, or happy. Yet, they still can be lonely or alone. After being the life of the party, they have to go home. And when they go home, Sometimes that's when they experience the loneliness, the crippling loneliness in some cases. Now, other people who experience loneliness are people who are physically isolated or separated from loved ones or other people. People living apart from their community. We have people in the military, People are going to college, migrant workers, entrepreneurs who travel frequently, or other people who are unstable in terms of their location. They tend to move around a lot. So these people tend to experience a lot of loneliness because they're isolated or separated from the ones that they love. Now, people who are isolated due to chronic medical physical or mental problems who are unable to engage with others become more vulnerable to experience loneliness, especially the elderly population. They're isolated. They're in homes by themselves. Sometimes they have a spouse that is deceased. Their children are no longer living with them. They may not have any contact with neighbors or anyone because of their physical disabilities. So people who are older tend to experience a lot more loneliness as well. People with interpersonal issues who have a difficult time getting along with others, they tend to self-isolate to avoid others. Some of these people are narcissistic, psychopaths, egotistical people, or we call them egomaniacs, people who are immature, selfish, or self-centered. These people have interpersonal issues, so they tend to isolate themselves or they just don't get along with other people and other people avoid them like the plague. So they tend to also experience maybe a higher rate of loneliness. Now, there is short-term loneliness and long-term loneliness. Short-term loneliness is temporary. At some point, everyone will experience it. 
it's normal to have a moment, period, or season of our lives where we go through loneliness. Most healthy people will overcome this challenge and survive it. They will eventually return back to their social interactions, human connections, and family ties. This is called situational loneliness. So short-term loneliness is usually caused by situational or circumstantial factors. Let's take a look at it. There are life situations or circumstances that may lead to the feeling of loneliness or isolation, such as the following. Special occasions. We have people who, when there are special occasions, just as holidays, let's be specific, Valentine's Day. If they're not in a relationship or they are in a relationship, but they have no connection with their partner, no bond, no closeness, no intimacy, doing that special occasion, which is Valentine, some of them can feel very lonely they can experience loneliness at a higher rate or it's more concentrated it's more painful because they are being reminded of their lack of intimacy another holiday that people experience higher rate of loneliness is thanksgiving when they're not with family or loved ones to sit down and eat and socialize and talk, or they're actually with family and they're being reminded of how empty and shallow and superficial their relationships are. Another holiday where people tend to feel a little lonely, it can also be Christmas, you know, where it's supposed to be the spirit of giving And some people don't celebrate Christmas. You know, it's not part of their cultural practice or religious practice. But for the people who do celebrate Christmas, you know, they tend to get a little bit more lonelier during that holiday because it's supposed to be family and friend orientated where people come together and eat and laugh and exchange gifts and have a good time. And even the people who don't celebrate Christmas is not part of their practice The fact that they're seeing other people get together and share and connect and be intimate, that is a reminder of their own lack of companionship or relationship. Now, another occasion where people tend to get a little lonely sometimes or more lonely is birthdays because they may not have loved ones to celebrate with them, to share that special occasion. Or they may have someone and that person doesn't take their birthday seriously and it's not really that important to them and so they feel disconnected from their loved ones even though they're there physically. And there's other special dates, anniversaries and you know other special dates that bring on a sense of loneliness and people go through that on a short-term basis because once the holidays are over birthdays pass or the special date is over, you know, people tend to get back to normal. But during those holidays, those birthdays and special occasions or day, they can feel pretty down and lonely. Another short term, or it could be long term for some people, is after a divorce or a separation, the ending of a relationship, whether it's by divorce or they just decided to separate that can bring on temporary loneliness short-term loneliness immediately following that divorce or separation or like I said it could be more long-term for some people who are not ready to accept the ending of that relationship okay another situational loneliness is death or some type of a loss, okay, death. It could be the death of a person or it could be the death of a pet or it could be the loss of something that was important. It don't necessarily have to be a relationship. It could be the loss of an object that had special significance. 
So if a period, if a person experiences death or a permanent loss, they can go into a state of loneliness or they feel alone. Another reason for being alone, some people on a short-term basis can migrate or relocate to a different area. And that will cause them to be lonely or alone because they may miss where they're leaving, their old neighborhood, their old friends are behind, their family may not be coming with them, so they can feel some type of loneliness or increase of loneliness when they migrate or they relocate. Now sometimes, some people do migrate or relocate with their loved ones. And because there is no connection emotionally or mentally between them and they're not really getting intimate or personal, they're not socializing, there can be this sense of isolation and loneliness, even though they do have someone with them. And another thing too, they have not yet developed a sense of community with their neighbors or other people, so they can feel a little isolated. Now, interpersonal conflicts between individuals. When family members have interpersonal conflicts, friends or lovers or spouses, that can cause a feeling of temporary loneliness, okay? Temporary isolation. Natural disasters or man-made crises that separate or isolate people from each other can cause temporary loneliness. Economic situations preventing people from connecting, communicating, or bonding. Poverty, low income, unemployment, or underemployment, okay? That can affect the nature of people's relationship and they can kind of detach or become unavailable emotionally to have a personal, intimate relationship. Sociological problems can prevent people from connecting. We have wars, violence, gang problems, social conflicts, political disturbances, or religious differences, community problems. All those things can affect people's interaction with each other and they can feel lonely or alone. Now let's talk about chronic loneliness. We just spoke about short-term loneliness, something that's seasonal, temporary. Now let's talk about chronic loneliness. Chronic loneliness is long-term, And it can last for an indefinite period of time. It could be for years, for months, or it could be for an indefinite period of time. It is caused by more severe or serious ongoing problems. It's not situational per se. It's something that is ongoing. It doesn't seem to end. It doesn't seem that there's a point where it's going to end. And sometimes this leaves people feeling pretty much hopeless and helpless. Let's discuss some of these long-term chronic problems that can cause people to feel alone or experience loneliness. Some of them are similar to the short-term, but this is long-term chronic problem. We have a short-term problem that was not resolved and now it is something that's ongoing and is creating chronic loneliness. Okay, chronic physical, medical, or mental health problems. That can create loneliness, something that's just chronic. Chronic substance abuse and addictive behaviors. That can cause long-term loneliness. Lack of emotional stability, intimacy, or the inability to connect with others on a deeper level. If a person has that problem, that can cause long-term chronic loneliness. Poor communication skills or inability for effective communication. If a person cannot communicate how they feel and they're not able to express themselves or articulate what's going on, that can create a distance between them and their loved ones and It can also create a detachment and it can upset the relationship. So a person have poor communication skills, inability to effectively communicate, that can create a chronic long-term loneliness. 
Chronic and long-term feelings of inadequacy, not good enough, or being unworthy. If a person has chronic, severe, low self-esteem with self-doubt, that can definitely create a sense of inadequacy, not good enough, or being unworthy. And that can create isolation because they won't be around other people because of the low self-esteem or other people don't want to be around them because of their low self-esteem. Inability to develop close friendships or build intimate relationships. Only capable of having casual friends or acquaintance. So a person who don't have the ability to maintain or sustain a close friendship will experience long-term chronic loneliness because they just can't keep a friend. They can't develop a friendship and keep it because of their own inabilities. They can only engage with others on a superficial or surface level. Very impersonal, cold, detached, alienated, or disengaged. A person with these problems will experience long-term chronic loneliness because they have problems relating and connecting to other people. Now, people who are subjected to chronic loneliness may experience the following. Feel like no one understands them as a person. No one seemed to want to get to know them on a personal, mental, or emotional level. They feel isolated, alone and lonely even though other people are physically present feeling invincible they're invincible invisible feeling invisible like they are not there no one can see or hear them they're walking into a room and not being noticed or acknowledged by anyone saying something and being totally ignored so these people feel invisible like they're not there if they're subjected to chronic loneliness on a long term after a while these are the things that start to happen they can feel that way becoming emotionally mentally drained or exhausted from trying to connect with others without any success there's no positive feedback or respond and whatever it is that they're giving is not being reciprocated So after a while, they feel emotionally drained, mentally exhausted, and just tired. This is something chronic, something long-term. So after a while, you know, they just say, you know what, give up. I can't do this anymore. So they tend to kind of isolate themselves or others will isolate them because they're not able to connect. Sometimes these people who experience chronic long-term loneliness, they're labeled strange, weird, socially awkward, or or misfits, okay? Feeling out of place, unwelcome. So they do go through a lot. And after a while, that could be very taxing. And they can just say, you know what? This is it. I'm not going to try to fit in anymore. I'm not going to try to be accepted. I'm not going to try to be included. I'm just going to stay to myself. What they end up doing is self-isolating. Now, how do we deal with loneliness or feeling lonely? How do we deal with it? Let's discuss it. The first thing that we have to do is acknowledge there's a problem with loneliness or being lonely. Becoming aware of any problem is the first step in addressing it. Recognizing it's an issue that needs to be resolved. Acknowledge how this problem is affecting you on all levels. Mentally, emotionally, physically, socially, sexually, financially, and spiritually. Find out what is the root cause of your loneliness. Be completely honest with yourself. Is it temporary, short-term, or is it long-term and chronic? Set a plan to correct or fix the problem. 
Examples of fixing problems that may be causing your loneliness. Improve your communication, interpersonal, and coping skills. Get treatment for emotional or mental health problems. Repair damaged self-esteem to improve self-worth, self-respect, and self-confidence. Confidence. Resolve personal issues. Stop unhealthy behaviors. Stop being bossy, demanding, controlling, abusive, boring, <laughs> obsessive, aggressive, overbearing, stubborn, competitive, annoying, aggressive, irresponsible, reckless, lazy, selfish, greedy, or not interesting. Some people have a lot of personal issues that's stopping them from developing close, intimate relationships. And so you really have to be honest with yourself and confront these unresolved personal issues because no one really wants to be around a person who's displaying all these negative, unhealthy behaviors. If you're bossy and demanding and controlling and abusive, no one wants to be around you. So you're going to be isolated. You're going to spend a lot of time alone because a healthy person won't want to be around you. And if you are around a health unhealthy person, they're going to block you out. They're going to detach and disconnect from you. So it's very important that if we have unresolved personal issues, we need to look into that and solve it. How do you know if you have unresolved personal issues? You have to listen. When people are talking to you, they're telling you. If everybody is saying the same thing, you're demanding, you're bossy, you're aggressive, you're overbearing, you're stubborn, you know, you're competitive, you have an anger problem, you have a time management problem, you're never on time, you're not dependable, you're not reliable, okay? You're not loving, you're not welcoming. You're not affectionate. So if everyone that you meet is telling you the same thing, you need to really look into yourself and see if that is a problem and if it's a pattern, an unhealthy pattern, so you can fix yourself because that will make people don't want to be around you. Okay, the other thing we can do to help ourselves deal with loneliness is build a social network and support system to have people who are available to connect for healthy relationships. So these are the things that we could do to improve ourselves. Continuing with that, we can practice self-care for self-improvement. We could change negative lifestyle into a positive one. Become healthier by getting proper sleep, reduce stress, eating healthy, exercising, spending time outdoors, connect to nature, and getting more sunlight. All those things will help you become better. These things will make you a better person. It will put you in a position where you can become more healthier. And if you're more healthier, then you can attract other healthy people to have a relationship with a good quality relationship so you won't be lonely and alone. The next thing that can be done to deal with loneliness, to change your situation, is to remove yourself from toxic environments. If you are living in a toxic environment, whether it be a home, whether it be a neighborhood, or it's some place that you're always going where you're meeting people who are not emotionally available people who are detached or people who are not very friendly and warm. So it's very important that you remove yourself from that toxic environment and relocate or move to a better, safer, more friendlier, positive, stable environment. Some people don't want to change their environment. They want to stay in the same environment and try to make other people change, to accommodate them. But the reality is we cannot control anyone else. We can only control ourselves. Okay, if a person is not friendly, you can't try to make them friendly by being friendly with them. 
They're either going to be friendly or they're not going to be friendly. You being friendly may let them know that it's okay to be friendly. But if they don't want to be friendly and they don't want to talk, they don't want to open up, they don't want to socialize with you or interact with you, I mean, it's not going to happen. So if you live in an environment where people are aggressive, unsociable, and mean, and they're not warm, then you should consider moving, moving away from that toxic environment. Stop going to the same places all the time and expecting the people to change or to be better. You will be disappointed most of the time or every time because, like I said, you can't change people. Now, continuing with what we can do to change our situation Volunteer at a local organization of your interest to meet other like-minded individuals and to learn something new. The more skills you have, the better you have things to talk about with other people, the more you have things to share with other people, the more that you're more likely to go out and do things, you know, so you're putting yourself in a position to meet other people, people who are of good quality, people who may have the skills and the characteristic and the traits that you're looking for to have a healthy relationship. Find support group to receive encouragement from others who share similar feelings, beliefs, or values. It's very important to always join a support group if you feel that it's very difficult for you to make friends, it's very difficult to find people to understand you. So a support group usually are people who are there for the same things. Y'all have one thing in common, whatever that issue may be. So at least you can connect and relate on that level and hopefully meet other people who may be interested in other things that you're interested in as well. Now join different meetup groups to engage in new activities as well as meeting interesting, adventurous, and open-minded individuals. There's many ways for you to meet people. A lot of people just want to stay home and not go anywhere. And it's okay. There's a time and a place for that. But if you don't want to be lonely and you don't want to be alone and you don't want to experience loneliness, then you have to make an effort and develop a plan of action to get up and get out and meet people. And we're not talking about meeting any type of people, but a certain type of people, quality people, people who may share your interests, people who may be on the same intellectual level, people who may have a certain type of personality, people who are open and willing to have healthy relationships. You can also practice meditation, do yoga, and practice conscious living. Develop your spirituality, express it, and incorporate it into your lifestyle. So being spiritual and having a conscious lifestyle definitely puts you in a better headspace. It puts you in a better place so you can become better. And if when you become better, then you attract better quality people into your life. Yes, loneliness is real and it can be a bad experience. However, we can change our perception of being lonely. As we continue to do the inner work of transforming ourselves, we can perceive loneliness as an opportunity for personal growth, a time of transformation, and positive change. When we consciously choose to be alone or to disconnect from others, we're no longer experiencing loneliness. It becomes solitude. When others choose not to connect with us on an emotional level, we don't resist or force anything. We accept it as a chance to move on to bigger and better things. That's being in solitude. People go into a state of solitude all the time for different reasons. Solitude is not based on circumstance, situation, or accident. Solitude is a decision we make to be alone or to take a moment of loneliness to use it for our best interests. 
We have artists, entertainers, writers, athletes, politicians, and other people from different walks of life who want to be more productive or to perfect their craft. They take time out and practice solitude. This period of self-imposed isolation or induced separation provides the much-needed time, space, and energy to be more creative, to be more spontaneous, to be more productive. So solitude is actually a tool that we can use if we want to become better. People who are practicing self-realization, self-care, or self-development use solitude to enhance their experience. It's absolutely necessary to be alone sometimes to achieve spiritual awareness and consciousness. Self-awareness is also achieved during the time of solitude. Actively taking time to be alone to understand oneself Find balance and harmony will help us learn to appreciate ourselves. We find out who we are, what's our talent, our skills, our abilities, our deficiencies, our vulnerabilities. It's a moment of self-reflection. Solitude versus loneliness. Now, loneliness can feel like desperation, but solitude is rejuvenation. Solitude is a choice to take a potentially unpleasant circumstance or situation and make it useful. Again, let's review the meaning of these two words. Loneliness which is feeling alone and solitude, which is being alone. We can be alone without feeling alone. I'm going to repeat that. We can be alone without feeling alone. Because solitude is a choice, we have a positive perspective about this state. It's time alone for us to nourish, pamper, nurture, and love ourselves. Being personal and intimate with ourselves by giving ourselves the full attention we deserve to do whatever we desire is one of the main benefits of solitude. We could at that time develop hobbies or practice hobbies. We can do whatever it is that we feel like doing without any interruption. We can cook, rest, sleep, play, sing, dance, create, grow, or just be still. We must understand that having someone around without any emotional connection or intimacy is considered not having a healthy relationship. So in other words, if you have someone around just to have someone around, there's no connection, no intimacy, no bond, no compatibility, you're not enjoying each other, you're not relating, you're not connecting, you're not building. So just having someone around is not really considered a healthy relationship. In other words, anybody is not somebody special. Some people just want anybody. They just want a body. It doesn't matter if they're connecting or not. That's a problem. Now let's look at something. The base word of the word relationship is relate. Now, the word relate is defined as 
make or show a connection between, feel sympathy with, and identify with. If someone will not or cannot connect with you or relate to you, then it's not worth your time or energy. Again, society has conditioned our minds through television programs, movies, books, music, and articles to become less personal or sociable. People have lost their ability to verbally communicate with each other in person. Everyone has been brainwashed to communicate through the use of social media using electronic devices. They are pretending on the internet to be something that's unreal. Their physical their their physical appearance is altered or changed. They're putting pictures of doing activities that are fake. People friend each other behind a screen without ever meeting each other in person. Some people stage or arrange things to be in a certain order that mislead people. They can show pictures of them at the beach and they take a picture as if they're having a good time, as if they have all these people around them and they're they're just having you know, the time of their lives. In reality, it's stage. These people are not at the beach with friends and family. In actuality, they just stop by the beach just to take a picture and post it on social media to show that they're actually doing something, that they're popular or they're sociable or that they're actually at an event. In reality, they're not. Okay, they, they're not. So friendships on social media are not friendships at all. I mean, the whole concept of friendship have been altered and changed due to social media. Real friendship is made with real people. Real friendship is based on personal interactions, intimate interactions, emotionally intimate interactions. Not saying that people cannot meet people on social media, not saying that they can, but at some point the relationship is going to take place in the real world outside of the virtual spectrum. That means that these people eventually physically meet and they're going to spend quality time with each other talking sharing, building, and relating. Now, most people don't know how to become emotionally intimate or develop a close relationship. They lack the skills, maturity, the experience, or attributes needed to be a healthy, sociable person. It's not time to be happy that these people are not in our lives. We should be happy that they chose to reject or ignore us. They did us a big favor, so we don't have to waste any more time, energy, or resources on a dead-end situation. It's not time for our healing. It's time for change to occur, for us to reset our priorities. We don't want any more loveless, soulless, empty, boring, superficial, or cold interaction with people who are unhealthy. We need to complete our recovery to become available for the like-minded people who are ready and willing to commit to a real relationship that's authentic, natural, passionate, empowering, nurturing, inspiring, and beautiful. It's perfectly okay to be alone without company that's not fulfilling. It's just fine to embrace our moment of loneliness without any fear worry, pain, desperation, 
or negativity. We can use that time for preparation, transition, and prosperity. We're the caterpillar residing inside the loneliness of the cocoon, getting ready to be transformed into that beautiful butterfly, emerging from a state of solitude. Loneliness versus solitude. It is a choice. Loneliness is a feeling. That's what it is. We feel that way. And we need to act upon it because it's telling us, like all other feelings, that something is wrong. Something is not right. Something is not in the right order. So when we feel lonely, instead of just accepting that feeling, we need to investigate to find out what's going on and address the problem and fix it. And if it is something in terms of we are alone physically, that we don't have connections with other people, we are going to enter a state of solitude where we can utilize that time for our benefit. We're not going to sit and feel bad about being alone or feeling lonely. We're going to take that time to work on ourselves, enjoy our life, and get that opportunity to meet other people who can be available to give us what we need and what we want. So loneliness and solitude. They both are choices. Thank you.